Get your hands dirty with the Gardening Gang. Saturday mornings at 8 on Coast FM 963. This is Joan from the East Gosford Community Garden and my wish for Christmas for all our lovely people at the garden and everyone else is to have a happy and relaxed Christmas with those you care about and no grubs in your tomatoes. No better way to start the show today than a local Christmas carol there by Lee Cowie and that's Christmas on the Central Coast and I've got my little uh, little jingly guide lady here this morning. <laughs> We've got Sherilyn all beaded up in her green today. Mm. Now, of course, uh, Santa originally started off as a green character, but uh, Coca-Cola changed that at the turn of the last century right. and decided to, uh, you know, rebadge old Santa in a big press ad as a man in red. As in red. There you go. But I'm, you I must cheated be... cheated by that or happy about uh, that? Well, I'm all in green today, Pete, because uh, I'm a bit of a garden girl and I like the greenery of Christmas. I see you've gone maroon and silver. I don't know where the silver comes from. <laughs> <laughs> snow. You, you like, snow, oh, I thought, snow, you, I thought you liked girl. to be a sparkly star, the Christmas star. Well, people star. have caught us already on the uh, Facebook uh, live site. They have? Well, see, my Christmas hat is a silvery mm, one. That that's right. That depicts the snow. <laughs> Of the central coast. <laughs> <laughs> no, or maybe it's the glittering of the sun on the water. The that's what I think prize. it is. Yes, that's it. Okay, Christmas Eve here on the coast. We've got some great songs coming up. And also we're talking to a couple of people who have got an interest in their Christmas uh, garden, shall we say? Yeah, Christmas Eve. Yeah, it's Christmas in the garden. We'll be talking about Christmas plants, particularly Australian native I don't like to say alternatives. I like to say complementary Australian native plants for your garden and for your house as well. We'll be talking about Christmas lights. Is it a goer or not on the Central Coast? How to keep your pets safe and the traditions as well. And talking to a local, Deb from Angel Sassuri, about her gardens up there. Poinsettias to me are the ultimate Christmas tree. Oh. You know, the little red things. They're a plant. The, They're not a tree. Well, tree. You I haven't learned anything tree, in the plant, last two and a half piece years. Of foliage. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, we'll also find out what we can do with poinsettias when right. the season is over. Let's right do after it. a couple of songs here. JPY now. It is Christmas Eve. Keep on smiling. G'day, this is MC Michael here, a regular on the gardening gang. Wishing everyone a very Merry Christmas. There's more green than in the grass under your feet. There you go. MC <laughs> makes a quick appearance today he on the does, show. We won't be hearing from him today with his tip for green living, but mm-hmm. there he is with a wonderful wish for everybody and all our listeners at Coast FM with the Gardening Gang and worldwide, indeed. Now, Sherilyn. Yes. I talked about poinsettias. What do we do with those after the yeah. season is kind of over and we get sick Very of that red? interesting. And you just Can said, you also said, well, the interesting thing was again. you said that you thought that they were very synonymous with Christmas and hinted on the fact that you thought they might have been an Aussie plant because they're everywhere. They're not. They come from Mexico originally. Mexico. Mexico. Yes, and they are synonymous with Christmas there. And the red that you see in the leaves, they're actually leaves. They're not flowers. The flowers are tiny little white things in the middle. So next, so go and have a look at your poinsettias right now. You should see little tiny white things. They are the flowers. The red parts are bracts, modified leaves. And they're there to sort of signal to the pollinators, hey, hey, come over here. There's a light landing strip to come in there and pollinate. Okay, what do you do with them afterwards? Well, Right now, they're in flower with the little white flowers and the red bracts. Mm-hmm. They don't look like that usually at Christmas time in Australia because they look like that when they're it's in the winter. So in Mexico, in the Northern Hemisphere, they, uh, they're like that at Christmas time. Here, they actually, what they do is here, the 
producers stick them into light-controlled and temperature-controlled greenhouses. So they make it dark and cold to force them to look like that for Christmas. Okay, oh, so it's only a, a you know like a, a cosmetic appearance of these uh, plants. Well, no, it's what it looks like, but it's not. They're out it's, of season. Out of I guess season. we're out of yeah. season. Okay. So what you can do, you can plant them in your garden afterwards, and they make a beautiful garden plant. That's true. Lovely, great hedge as well. However, you're going to have Christmas in July because they're not going to look like that. So next Christmas, when it grows up, it's going to be not not red at all. So, but you can celebrate Christmas well, in what July. What is it when it's not red? It's just green. Oh, okay. So it's not yeah. flowering. It's just not flowering. Now, the thing you have to be careful of in the garden, I'll just say this before you make that decision, is that it does have a milky sap that can is poisonous and it can cause irritation. Well, not poison, but it causes irritation in some people. So be careful if you've got kids and plants around. They grow to about four metres tall. Uh, they do need regular pruning. Otherwise, they get very lanky and leggy and, and go crazy. If you like that look, hey, off you go. But there are dwarf varieties available. So if you're actually interested in putting it into your garden, probably go along to your local garden centre and have a little chat with them as well. Um, all you need to do at the moment, you know, it, look, honestly, after Christmas, dig a hole, pop him in. That's, they need free-draining soil. They do like the sunlight. Uh, not too hot, though. So if you've got a very hot area, just be careful of, of that. They like warm areas. They will grow in half-shade positions, but if you put them into very dense shade, they won't flower at all, so that won't happen. They don't like strong winds. They're all the things that they don't like at all. You can leave it in a pot, but you need to repot it, and they do need to go outside. It's not an indoor plant. It's an outdoor plant. So Okay. Well, 30 degrees today. We won't be repotting today. (laughs) No, 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 no. We've learnt that this year. No repotting or doing things on very hot degrees. Temperatures are only in the mid-20s. It's fairly mild, isn't it? That's a a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea to repop. Okay. Coast FM 963. In just a tick, we'll take you up to Yarramalong and talk about a uh, garden that sort of got shattered by the hailstorms. Yeah. And now it's come back to life. Beautifully. Coast FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy on location at the moment at Yarramalong in Lingalonga Road. It's a place uh, that uh, may be familiar with people uh, who have been out here for a coffee mm-hmm. at the Angel Ciceri restaurant and accommodation. Mm-hmm. Deb Buckley is the proprietor here and Deb has an interesting story about how to recover after the hail comes down and ruins virtually your entire garden. Deb, good morning. Good morning. Yes, well, we had a great um, hailstorm here a few weeks ago and totally destroyed the garden. They got the hail was about the size of golf balls. Really? Wow. Yeah, well, it was. Um, we've seen some as big as um, cricket balls sometimes. Yeah, no, it was terrible. It looked like snow, but it totally, totally trashed our garden, which was looking really beautiful at the time. So it was very heartbreaking to come and see that you know there was nothing left. The roses were completely stripped and all our hedges. It was, yeah, it was pretty devastating. Our herb, we have our own little herb garden that we grow the, the herbs for the kitchen. Yeah. And that was totally ruined. Our chef was very upset. But now the garden, after a few weeks, looks spectacular Look, again. We're amazed it's recovered mm. so well because yeah. you've just talked about a devastation yeah. from the hail. That's and that must be emotionally kind of really put you on the back foot, I suppose. Uh, yes, it was very emotional, um, but the, the roses are just 
spectacular. They're better than they've ever been after the... I had to cut them right back and, you know, we gave it lots of love and some fertiliser and, yeah, now they're just amazing. The birds are loving the garden. I'm looking at the roses right now, Deb. They are spectacular. I would never have even known that they've gone through a hailstorm at all. What sort of roses have you got there? We've got a lot of the David Austin roses. Um, We love those because they've got Mm. the beautiful scent in them. But, um, you know, a lot of them are all heritage roses. Mm. I can't tell you all the names oh, no, of them. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> I know that, got sense. I know that our, gardener, our gardening listeners love the David Austin roses and they actually are renowned for being rather hardy as well, that's yeah. it, and being able to get through these things. So it could be a bit of a tip to... Can I ask what a yes. David Austin rose is? Look at that. We're smiling. Like, how can you no. ask that? Pet? Well, a rose I is mean, a rose. Seriously. By any other name, <laughs> David Austin roses are um, produced because they're old-fashioned roses and okay. they're all produced. They're very full, full roses. They've got an amazing scent. They're usually very soft in colour. They're, they're just um, spectacular. Yeah, and clearly very hardy with hailstones. No, they, they recover. hardy. No, they've recovered very well. David Austin was actually a rose breeder, very, very popular rose breeder, and these roses have recovered so beautifully, a testament to the man himself and his breeding. The rest of the garden here is divine. And so you're responsible for that, Deb? Yes, I am. I'm, I've been gardening since I was eight. Mm-hmm. And uh, the garden is a passion of mine. So we've just cr- tried to create something that, you know, people can come and sit and they feel at home. And, you know, we'd like, I like to use lots of hedges that create little garden rooms. And I noticed that, yeah. Yeah. And the birds, brings all the birds in, which is lovely. How would you describe the design of your garden? Oh, um, it's a little, it's got little, a little formal and a little wild. Mm -hmm. So I use the hedges to create a little bit of formality, but it's, you know, like a cottage garden, I guess is what you... I'm smiling because I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking very much informal cottage garden as well. A little birdie told me that you're a florist. Yes, I decided when I was 50 that I was sick of working with men and I thought, what what have I... I just wanted to be a florist my whole life. What happened? (laughs) So, because I was working in an industry that was very Mm male-dominated and um, so I went and did a course at TAFE and uh, down at Ride, yeah, became a florist. Do you use any of these, the flowers that you grow in your floristry? Yes, I do. Yes, I use a lot of my flowers. Which sort do you use? Um, I don't use the roses because I don't like picking them. I use a lot of foliage, a lot of the hedges that I are planted specifically to so that I could use the foliage. Yes. People don't realise in floristry, do they, Deb, that the foliage can cost sometimes as much or even as more, more than, than the flowers. Exactly. So yes. growing yeah. your own foliage when you yeah. love floristry is a number one thing. So have you turned this place into a wedding uh, reception venue as well? Is that yes, what we, I'm seeing we here? have. Yes, we've, we, um, that's one of our things that we like to do, weddings, hmm. um, which is great because everything's on site. We've got the accommodation. We've got, you know, the, we can do the food. Deb, I wouldn't surprise me if you've also become a celebrant as well. Oh, I've, they pe- keep telling me, but no. <laughs> I'm keeping that hat for someone else. <laughs> I... <laughs>
I think it's a really good idea when people are designing gardens. They could take a, a little leaf, haha, out of your book by coming and having a look at the Angel Sassirid Gardens and seeing how you can create all these separate rooms here that you can start off with just one little section of your garden and build on from it by then. And in saying that, people allowed to come up and have a look at it. Oh, time? absolutely. Yeah, no, we welcome anybody at any time to come and have a little look. I love people to come and have a look at the garden. And all the plants in the garden are very easy to grow plants and I haven't sort of put anything in that's too, too hard. Well, we're lingering longer here this morning <laughs> at the Angel Sassiri location at Yarramalong. Beautiful location, Deb. Lovely to see you today and very pleased to hear that things have recovered very quickly you know no doubt by your skilled hand Uh as well as the beaut weather Deb Buckley has been our guest today with the Gardening Gang, Sherwin. Oh, it's been fantastic. I, I want to stay here and I want to garden with Deb, to tell you the truth. A great example of gardening on the Central Coast. Thanks, Deb. Thank you. Feel right at home with the Gardening Gang. Coast FM 963. Coast FM with the Gardening Gang. Pete and Sherlin here for a Saturday morning. We've done the whole year together. Haven't had one argument. There's love in the air here at the radio station. Um, what a year it's been, too, it's Deb. Been You've wonderful. been a wonderful host Except of the show. My name's Sherilyn. Did I say Deb? I was You're Deb on your Lennon. brain. Yeah, I know. A beautiful song. I know. I know. We're excited <laughs> about that. I'd have Deb's uh, name on my mind, too. She's such a great singer. I love it. Uh, it's been a great year. We never have a fight. I can't. I don't think we have had an argument. Well, I'm going to hopefully not start one now. <laughs> it is time to reveal the secret Santa gift. Here we go. That uh, going to give me and I'm going to give her. Now, we didn't collaborate on this at all. We just no. went out there and it's found something less than $10. Less than $10. It had an emotional, I hope right. it's an emotional feeling. Uh, As I unwrap uh, yours and you can unwrap mine because mine comes from a a point of view of gardening and also my interpretation of the kind of enjoyment you get out of gardening. Right. Now, what could that be? Uh, what do you think it might be? It's not, it's not, a, it's not a jewelry that item. I get out of gardening. The sort of enjoyment. It's it's a, 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 look. It makes me happy. Okay. Gardening makes me well, very Cheryl, very let happy. Let me present this to okay, you. Okay, thank you. It's beautifully you wrapped. Now, now I have to open that up and give me your All first right. impression. You'll probably say cheapskate. <laughs> no, one, it's ten dollars. <laughs> it can't be cheap. It's like here we go. It's like. <laughs> He's oh joy! It's gorgeous. It's a frog. It's a frog sitting on. It's a it's a garden uh, decoration, an ornament. That's what yes. I'm going to say. It's to go in the garden. So it's a beautiful frog. I'm going to take a photograph and put it on our Coast FM Gosford Facebook site. It's a gorgeous frog holding a blue bird, and oh, that's lovely with the word joy underneath it, and he's just. So and that's cute. what you get from gardening. It Every is. time well, I see you talk about the gardening, you yes. express so much joy and enjoyment out well, of that. It gives, and it gives me you joy know? to be to, to put the gardening gang together, actually. So uh, this is gorgeous. Thank you, Pete. That's well, you're so welcome, lovely. my I'm sweet. That there. came from me. He's lovely. And only me. He's lovely. Well, I I'm didn't gonna... get it from a shop. Yeah, I may have Did gone to a shop to get it. You made it. Try and cheat myself. No, I didn't make it, I must say. Probably made by some poor child in Vietnam or something. Oh, don't. Anyway. <laughs> oh, Pete, don't take it away. I oh, know it's gorgeous. Very thoughtful and very lovely. So, do yes, you want to have your frog. gift now, or do you want to wait until uh, afterwards? You'd like no, to get Oh, now, okay. All right. So, we, you hinted on. We, this is something that, all right, Pete, you didn't know existed until this year. And we mentioned it earlier this year on a show. Yeah. And you said, what? 
God, I don't believe it. And then every time I bring it up, you say, I need one of those. So I went out and bought you oh, one. How thoughtful. Now, I'm going to okay. open this up now. I'm going to unwrap this on the All mic. Right, right, yep, I have gonna... no idea what it is, folks. <laughs> you have no None idea what it is. All. Oh, my goodness. It's a... It is a soil meter. Or of otherwise course. known as a moisture meter. A moisture meter. <laughs> how brilliant is that? I got you the double probe wow, one. Wow, that is it. magnificent. There you and go. that was less than 10 bucks, was it? Actually, or I... did you I, cheat? No, well, I'll tell you what. The ordinary moisture meter was about $9 and I did upgrade it to the $11.99 uh, three-in-one double probe moisture meter that also Those does. What else a does moisture it do? meter, pH and yeah. also a light meter. That's it. Mm. That's it. So no more wondering how it works. You can, <laughs> you can, this. that's it. You're a real what gangster a fantastic now. fantastic idea. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sherlyn. That's it. I'm learning the game and yes. you've given me another kind of reason <laughs> to get right involved in, in the gardening. soil. You'll be able yeah. to test your moisture whenever you like. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Well, that's Pete. the meaning of Christmas, to share the joy, isn't it? it You've is. got the, uh, the joy frog. I've got the joy. And I've and got, got the moisture meter. We're winners. <laughs> the band there, there's the Black Sorrows, chained to the wheel here at Coast FM. It's 16 minutes before 9 o'clock. And the gardening game, of course, being uh, sponsored every week by Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows. On the line now from the Narara Valley Nursery, we've got the lovely Vicky. What is hot? Good morning. Hello, everybody. Happy Christmas Eve. Yes, Merry Christmas. Oh, what a beautiful yes. day for a Christmas Eve as well. Hey, gorgeous out there today. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I'm so now, happy. Have you finished all your shopping yet, Vic? I've got myself a new... Uh, Moisture meter here from Sherlyn. Beauty. I want to go You'll home love and try that. It. Go home and try. I might try this in the Coast FM garden. Who's to know? Yeah, you'll love your moisture meter, Pete. <laughs> you'll love it. <laughs> okay, now with regard to what's hot around the garden, have you been checking out the other nurseries of the coast there, Vic? Yes, I'm always stalking out the other nurseries, looking at what they're doing. Well, please reveal. Okay, well, roses, especially living ones, are an excellent Christmas present, and Burbank House and Garden at Erina Heights have got an awesome selection to choose from. Forest's Beach Garden Centre have got lots of Christmas-coloured potted colour for last-minute decorating. Mm-hmm. Yi Nursery have a fresh batch of very handsome and legally sourced grass trees. And don't forget that any of your local garden centres sell gift cards, so don't forget about Sharmhaven Garden Centre, Lee Rowan's at Arimba, Mother Earth at Point Clare, and Impact Plants at Empire Bay. Now, tell me about these uh, legal plants. You know, is there a bit of a, a black oh, market? Oh, Pete, you're thinking of the wrong sort of grass tree. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Not that She's talking about xanthoreas, I think. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> that is correct. They used to have a different name. license to sell those. Yep. And some naughty people don't grant permission, so. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you've got the legal version. Okay, and why are you? Everybody can walk what? in there proudly and, and go, "I've we got do one." Too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Vic. Now we've got to also ask you uh, what's hot at Narara Valley Nursery in particular. Okay, well, hot in our garden centre this week is water plants, oh. and we've got awesome lotus in stock, and some of the varieties are coconut ice, fresh snow, rosea, sangria, golden heart, and fairy rose. There's also water lilies and plenty of other assorted water plants. So get in now. They look amazing in little water bowls. Mm. They'd be great addition to Christmas to spruce up your house. Well, your last minute gift, of course, but you're open all day today. Wonderful. Now, what's so? What's not so hot, I should say, in the gardening world at the moment there, Vic? 
Well, flowering plants without the flowers or fruiting plants without the fruit. Yeah. But you can add some cells, liquid potash, and watch the magic happen. You can use it for potted plants and also in gardens. And I expect cells to slip me a check for that one. On the take every time. She is. That's why she's hot. <laughs> That's it. Okay, now what's hot, Vicky, uh, for the um, 51st time this year? Let's play the Gardening Gang game. Fact or oh, fib? fib. It's a, is it Bring a botanical it fact or is it a fib? All right, and we've all got our hats on, Coasties. Play along. Have you ever wondered where the tinsel comes from in Christmas trees? Well, I'm going to really. really. I'm going to tell you. Probably in China. <laughs> No, but where the origin? <laughs> Gosh, you guys. Yeah, boom, boom. Anyway, so it goes back to the Ukraine. They take a very different approach to Christmas decorations. They don't have fairy lights or even tinsel. They have spider webs. And it goes back to the legend of the Christmas spider. Anyway, there was a poor widow and her kids cultivated a Christmas tree from a, a lowly pine cone, but they couldn't afford any decorations. So then on Christmas morning, they woke up to see the tree blanketed in cobwebs by the Christmas spider. The sunlight transformed all of the cobwebs into gold and silver like magic. That's it. So nowadays, trees in Ukraine are still decorated with little spider ornaments and that's to celebrate the Christmas spider. And it's said to be the origin of where the tinsel comes from in your Christmas tree. Is that a botanical and Christmas fact or fib? Well, Vic... I've not mm. been to Ukraine. I've been very close to the border of Ukraine when yep. we visited Poland uh, yes. some years ago. Um, and I think anything goes there, Simon. So I'm trying <laughs> to think it could be true. Anything goes? That's not a very <laughs> measured guess. That's the only it's logic I can use. Goes. Anything goes in the I Ukraine. I love the logic here. Oh, like- I just felt like she had a little bit of truth to the voice today. So oh, I'm going to lock in truth. Yes. Yeah, I feel like you did. You're both right. It's absolutely true. Okay. Oh, yeah. So next time you look at your uh, tinsel. Actually, we're trying to move away from tinsel now. I know that because it's supposed to be, it's not uh, uh, very good for the environment. So we can probably just go back to spider webs. That's it. Don't don't dust your house or anything for Christmas when the visitors are coming. Just leave it and say we're celebrating the Christmas spider. Oh, yes. oh, well, <laughs> I think I've had a couple of wins a few weeks in a row. I think, uh, that's it. I'm going to have to work harder. Mm. I'm going to have to work harder next year. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks, well, Vicky. thank you, Vic. Have a lovely Christmas Merry time. Christmas, Vicky. Will. We'll Merry catch Christmas, you before everybody. the new year. Okay. All the best of the crew there at Narara Valley Nursery open today too. Well, thank you, Sherilyn. Thank you uh, very much for what's hot. And back to some Christmas music. Here's the Ronettes. Sponsor. Get your hands dirty with the Gardening Gang. Saturday mornings at 8 on Coast FM 963. Hi, it's Lachlan McDonald from Ray White McDonald Partners. And throughout the Christmas period, more than any other time, home is the absolute heart of your family where all the fun and festivity happens. And we'd like to wish all of our listeners a happy, safe and enjoyable holiday break. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas to all our gardeners and Merry Christmas to Sherilyn, too. Merry Christmas, Pete, Sherilyn, everybody. Sherilyn, it's been a wonderful show. Has Little been. gifts here. I've got my own mm. moisture meter now. <laughs> How about that? That's going to be a big plus in my uh, in my life in 2023. Is it? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, time to get your hands dirty. Right. We know it's Christmas, so Santa's coming tonight, but you might squeeze in a bit of planting. What do you reckon, Sherilyn? He will. 
Okay, Coasties, get your gloves on, get your boots on. First up, Christmas time, and we all know what that means. Santa's coming and also the funnel web, so uh, shake those boots out first. And the other thing that comes with Christmas is the Christmas sap suckers. They're out and about. Make the adult ones. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're out there. You've got to <laughs> make a note to treat your plants in, during the nymph stage, which is in winter. That's the best way to and make sure they don't come back. But right now, hit them with a strong jet from a hose or pick them off by hand. That's about all you can do unless you want to use poison. And we're not going to do that, especially at Christmas time. What can you plant? Culinary herbs, beans, beetroot, broccoli. Get those grandkids into. Get them busy. Get them busy. That's what you need to do. Get them into the garden and busy. They can also they plant Brussels sprouts, cabbages, cape gooseberries, capsicums, carrots, cauliflowers, celery, chicory, chili. There's a bit of red for your garden or green. Chocos. Oh, I do. Mm, not big. Co- <laughs> Get them in. Cress, cucumbers, eggplants, endives, kohlrabis, leeks, lettuce, marrow, melons, mustard, mustard, okra, parsnips, pumpkins, radishes, and a partridge. No, 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 not a partridge. And you can also put in silver beet. through the alphabet here. It's uh, a big alphabet. The gardeners know you can plant a lot right now. You can still put tomatoes in as well. Lots of flowers can go in, including asters, begonias, Californian poppies, coxcomb, Calm down, Pete. Cosmos, cyclamens, seeds of dahlias can go in. Uh, and also gerberas, marigolds, nasturtiums, petunias. Sunflowers can still go in. So can salvia. Actually, it's a good time to put salvia in right now. Snapdragons, waratahs and zinnias. Just to name a few, You've believe it or not. You've got a busy day coming up today, haven't you? <laughs> you know all that. That's it. Well, it's things to do. Oh, if you're Santa's staying calling. home, do Santa's it. Calling. Oh, Santa. Look up there in the sky. Here we go. Oh, no, it's rain. No, it's oh, not. No, no, there's not. no rain the forecast today. <laughs> Although the indication from the Bureau in uh, just a little part of the forecast mm-hmm. today indicates there could be a thunderstorm. You know, one Ooh, of those afternoon spits that come down for about 20 seconds. Oh, more. those, yeah, yeah. Could Southerly be. Buster, it's one of those. Yeah, Coulda. All right. Woulda, coulda. Woulda, okay. coulda. Plant tomorrow, I'm people. To Sherilyn. Oh, me too, Pete. Coast FM with the Gardening Gang with Pete and Sherlin here on a Saturday morning, the day before Christmas. And Sherlin, a couple of uh, carols that are on tonight Ooh, in the uh, Central abouts. Coast area. There's a big one, of course, at the uh, Memorial Park at the entrance. Mm-hmm. Uh, smoke-free, alcohol-free. Right. And uh, you can bring a blanket and sit down there and enjoy a lovely time with the family tonight. Right. I'm not quite sure when, but I guess when the sun goes when down. When the sun goes down down there. A couple of, uh, it's always uh, nice to get down the entrance uh, anyway. Here. It doesn't say when. But I tell you what, it's always nice to have a little wander six around there. Six o'clock. Six, six o'clock at the entrance. Six o'clock till uh, okay. nine o'clock. Mm, lovely. And then at Gosford, there's going to be a community Christmas carols half past six to nine in Kibble Park, organised by the Gosford Uniting Church. Lovely. With the City Brass Band and you're also... Ooh. Urge to bring a picnic or explore the food stalls. Oh, they're, oh, they're very organised there as they're well. They're very organised. Lovely. Face painting and also a visit oh. from the big Oh, is he coming? Pooley. No. Yeah. <laughs> Santa. Santa Pooley. Okay. Santa. I think that deserves a song. What do you it think? It does, please. Come Jesus Christ. With me, everyone, a very Merry Christmas. There's more green than in the grass under your feet. How profound. Mm. That's a profound, you know, intent there from MC, who is uh, back next week with us 
on the radio with the Gardening Gang, Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy. It is our Christmas Eve show today. Mm-hmm. And Sherilyn's been researching some of those little myths. Uh, well, myths or habits or Legends, traditions visions, or whatever. Yeah, and I think um, a couple of those that I need to have clarified, Sherilyn. <laughs> yes. And there's a thing called a mistletoe. There is. Nothing to do with the human body, of <laughs> course. But why do people think... Yes. They have to have a big old Christmas pash. A pash underneath under the, the mistletoe. mistletoe. All right. Well, it's a northern tradition. It actually goes back to pagan times oh. and it's connected with North Norse mythology. And there's a few gods and goddesses involved in all this sort of thing, but they very much connected mistletoe with love. That's what it was. Now, how it came into Western sort of traditions, no one's a exactly sure, but it sort of began in about the 1700s. That's what they say, where it was mentioned in a couple of books and uh, people just talked about, oh, the mistletoe was hanging there and people kissed under it. But there's no direct actual sort of, you know, yeah, we know that's exactly what it was. It was mentioned as well in uh, a a couple of Dickens books as well. So, and it was very, it it was in illustrations in the first uh, illustrated version of a Christmas Carol that was published in 1843, and that became, made it really popular. So, the original custom that we can trace back is that berries were picked from the mistletoe. Mistletoe is actually a plant that it actually grows in other plants. It doesn't grow by itself on the tree, so it hangs out of a tree. So, berries were taken from it, and then if you took a berry, you could kiss somebody underneath it. And when all the berries were gone, there'd be no more kissing. That's it. But perhaps... <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, that's it. All out of berries. No more. But here's the interesting thing. The, the word mistletoe comes from an Anglo-Saxon, two Anglo-Saxon words, missile meaning dung or poo, and tan meaning stick. So actually it means poo Don't on a stick. <laughs> Don't go there. Please. I think it doesn't have a very nice smell. Oh, I think that's what right. it is. I'll go to something more pleasant. What about Sorry. the uh, traditions of holly and ivy? Oh, the holly and the ivy. The holly really? and the, the ivy. Do, 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 do. Well, they're just around. That's it. They're, they're, they're evergreen oh, sort of plants that are just around at that time. That's it. Really simple. With a lot of things, it's just the fact that these are things that are evergreen and they're around. And so they symbolise new life and rebirth, which, which does tune into the Christmas story but this goes back again to pagan times when the that would be the promise of the fact of like it's really cold, it's snowing, we feel like we're dying everything's dying except for these evergreen plants so they were really revered at the time. Okay, what about the Aussie Christmas bush? Is that a native to our country or it imported is, by the Dutch or something? No, Australian Christmas bush. Now, depending where you are, it'll be a different type of thing. New South Wales Christmas bush is what you see everywhere here. Like the poinsettia, the little red bits are bracts and the actual flowers are in, in right in the middle of it. They, it became popular during colonial times because it's a it's something that's red and white and green around Christmas time. Very popular in the 1980s. Fell out of favour for a while there, but it's had a big resurgence and I think that's because we're all very interested in Australian native plants as well. How's your bush going at home? Mine's going really well, uh, thanks. In the garden at the moment? It's Uh, going really well. Yeah, you should grow your own Christmas bush. It's one of those plants that it is actually, uh, it's native to this area, really easy to grow, beautiful hedge it makes or even a gosh, here we Go. Well, now that I've got myself a soil meter <laughs> a from Sherilyn meter. for Christmas, that's it. Uh, I'll be able to try them out. 
You'll be able to get, yeah, you can put your Christmas wish in. Okay, you need a, anyway. I feel empowered on. by this particular gift. Do you feel gift? empowered by it? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Because you can do I'm pH touched. on that as a well. A three-in-one soil meter. What a wonderful idea. It's fantastic, yes. All the gifts I've received this weekend, that will be pretty well the top one, I think. I can't wait Unless to. Unless there's oh, a Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you already got one? Okay. Or you need a new one down there in Sarah? <laughs> what about a Jackson 5 song? Yay! Your thanks at Christmas time. <laughs> Michael Jackson. You're right at home with the Gardening Gang. Coast FM 963. Tanya is the vet nurse at Coast FM every uh, Saturday morning and I'm going to sing a little song. Okay, let's hear it. Good tidings to you and all of your pets. We wish you a Merry Christmas, Tan, and a Happy New Year. How about that? Like that one? Oh, yay! We've got you here on Christmas Eve to share the joy of the festive season. Hello, Tanya. We've got a couple of questions because we all get very excited about Christmas and Christmas lunch and the presents. And I hear, Tanya, it can be an extra dangerous time for pets. (laughs) Extra dangerous time? It can! (laughs) That's no bones, that's no chocolate. Is that right, Tan? There's a bit more, Tanya. Look, it is a time where you do have to be very vigilant. Let's just say that. Right, okay. Vigilant when it comes to your pets. So, Tanya, what are the sorts of things we need to look out for? Look, on Christmas Day, we can get so wrapped up in, you know, the festive season with with our family and friends and so wrapped up in lunch and dinner that we forget that our, our pets are there and, you know, it's really easy for family members who perhaps aren't so pet savvy to just throw our dog, uh, you know, a little bone from off the table, mm. which isn't so healthy for, for you know, our dog or our cat. So, you know, there's particular foods that we need to be very, very careful of. You know, we've talked a lot on the show about chocolate um, is definitely not something that is suitable for, for our pets. But also things like, you know, ham. Ham is something that a lot of people aren't aware of, but oh, ham is ham. definitely a no-no. A bit of pig. Ham, no, yeah. No yeah. good for us. Okay. Why is that, Tanya? Yeah. Now, look, ham is really salty, but it's also really fatty. So it's, it's something that can cause a lot of problems um, for your mm. dog and for your cat. So it's something to definitely steer away from. Any cooked bones, you know, Often people will, you know, just throw a bone under the table for your dog. But often mm. on Christmas Day, we've got, you know, all these cooked chicken and turkey bones. So there's something else that can cause obstructions or, um, you know, even perforations in, in your dog's bowel. So it's something that you definitely want to steer away from. What about what about the dessert table? A bit of ice cream doesn't go well, does it? Um, ice cream I, and pudding. I mean, <laughs> let me tell you, with, with ice cream and dairy products, all... All animals are actually lactose intolerant. So it's funny because often people will give their cat, you know, a saucer of milk or something, Mm. but they actually don't need it. And, you know, once any animal is weaned, they don't need milk anymore. So, yes, they could probably tolerate a mouthful of vanilla ice cream and they'll probably quite enjoy it. But if you were to continue giving them ice cream, they're probably going to get some diarrhea or um, oh, um, some vomiting. So you want to really not stick clear of that. No. Yeah, no. yeah. What about a little lick of beer? Is that something that um, a cat can tolerate or a dog? Why would you do that? 
don't know. Some people think the beer is good for their uh, digestion. What? You want to give oh, a cat no, a glass no, of no. beer? No, just a lick. Oh, gosh. No? Well, a cat, cats are too smart, I, but I don't think any cat would lick any beer. Cats, see, cats are very smart. They will sniff something, and if it's not good for them, they'll usually just walk away, whereas a dog would probably drink yeah. some beer. My, my old dog, he, <laughs> he yeah. once stole one of my – my brother yeah. was drinking a – I think it was a cruiser, a mango cruiser or something, or an orange cruiser. And my brother was sneaking it from my brother was sneaking it from my mum, so he had it in one of those big plastic cups that you would drink juice or cordial out of. Oh, okay. And, and right, the yeah. dog, the dog came and drank it. And not only did he have a few laps, he ran off with the cup. <laughs> The drunken dog. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, it didn't affect him. He was a big sixty kilo Malamute, oh. <laughs> and he, he didn't. He didn't get much. He might have popped outside for obvious reasons. He yeah. might have done. <laughs> oh, but I know yeah. you. You mentioned the Christmas cake before. We've we've talked about oh, fruit cake, so yeah. that's a big one. Yeah, isn't that's it, the next one. Christmas cake. The most yeah. toxic thing I think on Christmas Day that a dog could consume is a chocolate fruit cake yeah. okay because most of the time these chocolate fruit cakes made by grandma have alcohol mm. dark chocolate mm. and raisins okay oh, so they've got okay. the trifecta okay mm. so they're enough to make make me drunk um <laughs> so yeah so keep those things away from your dog no. okay because they've, they've got all three and you know a lot of dogs will just gobble them up Particularly if you've got a dog that's not fussy. Well, I can work out the perfect storm now. It's a fruit cake with ice cream and a beer chaser. (laughs) Yes, okay. Not a good thing. But if you are into a little bit of extra partying, you know, in a sense of anything above alcohol. Illicit things. Anything that's a bit naughty. Let's come to the chase here. So what you're saying is, any illicit substances. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like not drug sniffing dogs and cats, but yeah. dogs on drugs. That's what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, because oh a, lot of dogs, a lot of dogs will eat them, particularly if they are made into food. I have seen dogs that have come through the hospital and they have eaten drugs that have been made into food and just drugs. Um, they they've found the staff, oh the owner's staff. They're very yeah, quiet yeah. So that is, that is something that no one will... You know, dogs can't metabolise things the way that we can. And, you know, speaking of the <laughs> magic cookies that we were just talking yep, about, yep. So that, that is something to really be aware of because right. it can cause death. No, in all seriousness, that'd be awful. So on Christmas Day, Tanya, um, you know, we all hope all our pets are nice and safe, but should something happen, I mean, what should we do Get on Christmas Day? Get to the vet day? quick or I call know, but, Tanya. But are there vets, are there vets open? <laughs> what, what, what should we do if something happens? Are there vets open yeah. on Christmas Day? Well, there absolutely is. So in West Gosford, you've got the Animal Referral Hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in Tugra, you've got uh, SASH, the Small Animal Specialist Hospital. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've got those two places. They are open 24 hours all through the, the holiday season. And bring so a credit definitely. card, you'll need it, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, if we, right. if we can keep our pets safe, we don't need to have those phases. <laughs> that's it. Now, Tanya's well, great that's advice. Exactly right. <laughs> Tan, can we thank you for your involvement in our, our radio show every Saturday morning? You've been a great, uh, great help to the uh, pet lovers of the world. And uh, also, too, you've been a terrific uh, guest each week as well. Yeah, thanks, Tanya. Merry Christmas. Oh, we wish you, you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. And a happy new... And we'll see you back in the new year, Tan, all right? I'll be back. I absolutely will be. There's Tanya, Tanya Middleton, part of the gang here at Coast FM, Christmas Eve. Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy, it is Christmas Eve in the city. Yes. And you're looking so pretty there. Oh, thank you. Sherilyn Darcy. Now, we've got uh, little questions that come up uh, during the week, in fact, from one of our Coast FM listeners. And we're going to pose this one today to the property guru, Lachlan McDonald from Ray White McDonald Partners at East Gosford. Good morning, my friend. Morning, Lachlan. Good morning. question that came up was, uh, what are my legal rights if I have a complaint about the lights on my house, which are very festive? A Christmas lights. A Christmas mm. lights. Can, can people complain about these things? Is that something that the, there's an ordinance covering these festival lights on my house? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely, guys. What? I can't believe this. Yeah. Sorry, you shocked me, Lachlan. I was going... There's a rule hey, for everything, Cheryl. Oh, my gosh. I'm going, you have got to be kidding me. Okay, sorry, I've got to calm down. I can't believe this. Just take a... Yeah. <laughs> a sip of coffee. Have, a, oh, have an eggnog. Oh, I'm done. Okay. Oh, Cheryl, as we know, People, oh. people will find things to complain about, so there's always got to be a, a, a set of guidelines to follow when they do. Fair <laughs> oh. enough, fair. So what, uh, what is the uh, situation? Uh, well, look, it's all sort of based on that kind of community nuisance sort of situation, you know. Mm. Are they causing other people uh, disturbance? And that can be lights that are far too bright, you know, mm. they're shining into people's bedroom windows, they're trying to sleep and they've got... Santa flashing in their in their windows. Yes, yeah, so they got the sound of elves oh. tapping on windows and things like that. Yeah, mm. like yeah, things place. like that. Mm. Music as well. You know, um, if if there's music that's attached to some of these displays, you know, a lot of people might have um, Christmas uh, displays that are on their front lawn. They might have music uh, that plays when they're on. Oh, um, wonderful! Like that. You know, you, you can't let that run right through the night, for example. Mm. Um, even down to you know, uh, your neighbours could complain if your Christmas light display is causing people to come to the street oh. and stop and park and take photos and all that. Oh. Um, they they actually could complain about that as well. And, um, you know, the, the council may say that uh, you're causing a uh, sort of nuisance in the street as a result. Do you know if many people over the years have been <laughs> oh taken my. to court? Oh, what? Pete, come on. <laughs> No, you can't believe no. Okay, look, Or they pay the oh, fine and shut up. That's the... <laughs> oh, not in my, not in Lake Memora. We're very community minded. We like our Christmas lights at Lake Memora. So, what about on the coast here, mate? We got a bunch of Grinches here or not? Oh, Pete, not really that I know. I mean, I haven't heard of anything like that, but I'm 100 percent certain that it would have occurred. Most definitely, I've heard of neighbourly disputes over far far more trivial things. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Some people do get carried away. I mean, there's lights up on, you know, October the 1st in some places, I've Yeah, seen. but at least they're off they, by they Australia do, Day. Do. Yeah, yeah. But on the flip side, some people are very sensitive to these sorts of things. You know, we've, we've even had instances where, you know, property that we've been selling, the, an outdoor light's been, been left on or something and, and, and neighbours have complained because it was causing them uh, such a nuisance. So, you know, mm. people have a very different tolerance to what is actually, uh, uh, you know, 
uh, a nuisance to them or not. So on both ends of the spectrum, I think. It just depends on the people in the street and the neighbourhood, I suppose. Lachlan, thank you for your time this year. It's been very helpful to uh, gain your knowledge in the uh, real estate world and it's all forever changing. Mm. And we'll keep uh, with you uh, if you're able to do it and drag yourself away on a Saturday morning. With more from our property guru. Yeah, for 2023, absolutely. Yeah. Can, you sign, can you sign here, mate? There's no money yet. <laughs> oh, man, just, I, uh, I, think, <laughs> I think we're in for an interesting year next year, guys. So oh. let's, uh, let's keep on top of it. Okay. Excited. Merry Christmas, Merry Lachlan. Merry Christmas, Lachlan. There's Lachlan McDonald. Merry Christmas, guys. Yes, from Rayway McDonald Partners. You can see him live there at the East Gosford branch quite regularly. That's right. With Christmas lights. <laughs> How about a Christmas song? What do you I think? think? He does. Let's do yes. it. <laughs>